Hey everyone, it's Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you yet another awesome and amazing and uh, actually very inspiring episode. Um, this is episode 68, which is Sanford Green, who many might know as the artist behind Power Man and Iron Fist over at Marvel. Uh, he's also just a fantastic artist in general, so I encourage you to you know check his work out. Uh, also, uh, the head of the company behind the animation on the Blood, uh, uh, Battleborn, sorry, not Blood, Battleborn animation that was circulating for quite a while, um, which is awesome, and you should all watch it, and just, you know, Marvel, quote, you know, pun intended, maybe not, I don't know. Um, I'm tired when I'm recording this, so uh, it's gonna come out a jumbled mess, as you can already tell. Uh, but no, Sanford was really great to talk to. Uh, he's got a lot of insight on the industry and uh, opinions about how things have been going down recently. Um, just for some clarification, this was recorded um, a few, I want to say a few days after the um, the reveal, quote-unquote, that Captain America in the Marvel comics is uh, potentially a Hydra agent. So there, uh, there's some discussion of that and kind of the culture, culture surrounding that in terms of fandom and uh, the demands of fandom versus the, uh, the needs and wants of the creative team. So uh, definitely I would uh, listen to this and get an idea of like where someone like Sanford is coming from, uh, as well as I put in my two cents from here, uh, here and there. So yeah, please, please enjoy this because Sanford was such a great person to talk to and uh, hopefully other conversations will ensue from this. So yes, uh, enjoy, listen to Sanford Green on That Girl with the Curls. Yeah, Paul Nice, it's Bill Most, check it out, uh. This is the art of fighting without fighting Writing a rhyme so exciting Kick your teeth out, you're still biting That's diligence Just wanting to sound like the illest kid Killing this beat in the way that's villainous Hero for hire, near in the fire Got the world burning down around me I won't retire yellow shirt Chain belt, the fresh crime fighter Emphasize words in my rhyme book With the yellow highlighter Hi, Sanford I'm doing good, how are you? I am well, me, fine, 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 Finally got You just want to like hang out because it's a right. holiday weekend. In right, the- <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and here I am trying to do what I would normally do on a Tuesday, <laughs> you know, or a Monday. So it's it's 
Like, and let's be honest, no one really wants to go to a FedEx. I mean, it's right. just like, no, I will I will take just staying home over going to a FedEx any day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, this right here was a necessary evil. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you ever saw that. Um, I think Jim Lee posted um, a few, like a month ago, um, about being a comic, about, you know, people wanting to be comic book, uh, you know, successes or whatever. Yeah. And um, he said, until you have to draw in your bathroom at 3 a.m. in the morning to keep from waking up your family, mm-hmm. you know, you, you haven't reached, you know, the, the true success until you do that. Yeah. He showed, showed a picture of himself in his bathroom trying to draw a page. Well, it was in a hotel bathroom, which is even worse. Oh, God. <laughs> He's in a hotel's bathroom trying to finish a deadline. Mm-hmm. And his family is sleeping, you know. So it was like, oh my god, I can relate. I can relate <laughs> to it all. So it's just, <sighs> there's always those like trial by fire kind of uh, things. Like every I every. Trial, I don't know if it necessarily we'll call it a trial. I mean, this is just a this just just by fire. It's the way of life. <laughs> trial by fire by by way of life. So it's it's just what it is in this industry. Anyway, so. Um, no, that'll stay in. Like I, I usually start recording the minute we um, we start up. So, um, oh yeah, yeah. So it's we're, just we're, you know, false sense of security. So, <laughs> okay, okay. Wow, there we go. There we go. <laughs> but if you if you need a couple of minutes, like if you need if you have a you know, need to get a drink or anything like that, you know, can... I do have that. <laughs> <laughs> I got my water here, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're good to go. Excellent. Uh, well, first of all, Sanford Green, welcome to That Girl with the Curls. Thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for context for people listening, like I met you at uh, Emerald City Comic Con a few months ago, and uh, we had a very brief conversation about uh, just your artwork because you're the, the artist on um, Power Man and Iron Fist. Which, correct. Which That's is correct. Yeah, uh, it's an awesome, awesome book. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. That's what I've been hearing, so I, I, you know, I don't know. I've been well, hearing rumors about that, so. That, I mean, that that kind of brings up an interesting thing right there. It's like, how um, how steeped are you in, uh, I guess, how, how, how much do you hear about what fans think of your work? Um, is it, is it, do you, like, look at news sites? Do you like focus on Twitter or do you just kind of wait till you're at a con for people to come up and talk to you about it? Well, we all know that this industry is a narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> it is just what it is. It's, it's, it's full of, that's just what we are. I mean, we have that quirk about us that we all need to get the ego fed one mm-hmm. way or the other. Um, and, and what I mean by that, I don't necessarily mean ego as in arrogant, but just in mm-hmm. our psyche, we 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 need that feedback, um, immediate feedback. Uh, it's just it's so easy to get caught up in the work, and um, and you you kind of tune out, not just what people are saying, but you can tune out anything, everything, mm-hmm. if you're focused on on your work. And I know for me, I can get in my studio and 
happens and things are happening around me and I can, you know, I can get in a zone and, you know, there's times where, you know, I can block out all that stuff and, you know, so you, you, you can be isolated um, Mm -hmm. a lot of times. So it's, I think it's, it's somewhat healthy to, to know and have that interaction with, with uh, people that are appreciative of your work. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I try to, I try to go online, you know, every day and you know it's a it's a it's a it's a yin and a yang to this thing too right of course you you can overdo it (laughs) (laughs) again the the narcissistic side can can kick in and you you're like oh what are they saying what you get one (laughs) negative comment and you know you can get a thousand great ones and one negative and that just stands out oh my god right yeah you're like oh my god they hate me i'm the worst you know, illustrator, I need to quit. You know, it's just like you start spiraling down. I, I, I've gotten really good at, you know, keeping myself pretty even um, mm-hmm. when it comes to that. I've been around long enough to where, you know, I know that for every peak, there's a, a valley. Yeah. You know, so, and I don't mean that in, as in, you know, there's just going to, oh, I'm just wait till you see it's going to be some bad times coming here. You know, I'm not... <laughs> pessimist or anything like that but I definitely am very you know I just I take I take it all in stride mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to say it so you know I I'm, I, I appreciate everyone's um, support you know that being said I, there's there's been nothing but positive um, feedback at least from what I've seen and I've mm-hmm. seen a lot <laughs> and, uh, you know some of it um, I wasn't looking for people will tag me with you know, uh, interviews or um, reviews on the book, or mm-hmm. or uh, or anything like that, or just people will reach out to me, you know, through email or social media, <laughs> and um, and they, they they've all been great uh, responses. So um, I know that there's some you know people out there. I, I don't you know I'm not naive about that. They may not care for the book, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact. I don't know if I should go down this road. <laughs> I know exactly who doesn't like it. Oh, yeah. I, you know, trust me. I, I, well, there was one podcast, actually. Um, if I say the name, you would absolutely know who the, 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 the name of the, the podcast, so I won't do that. Okay. But, um, you know, it's a well-known podcast. At least I think it is. I mean, it, it's been around for a long time anyway, so at mm-hmm. least you've heard of it. You may not be a listener. Anyway, they made a, a pretty... It got kind of it. It was it's one thing to criticize artists' work mm-hmm. in terms of whether you like it or don't like it, but then you go into this other realm of making it almost coming across like derogatory statements. Oh, you know, which, yeah, it got a little like they start going like weirdly personal, and you're just like. Wow, yeah, that was unnecessary. Yeah, it got, it got, I mean, for this person, it, it just became extremely, uh, it was just, it, it, it wasn't about the work as much as it was about just what this person, it got personal, mm-hmm. in, in other words. Anyway, so that, to me, I thought it was interesting, and what's funny was, the next week, they they did another podcast apologizing for the way they reviewed the book. Well, it was it wasn't one; it was just one person, mm-hmm. um, and how he reviewed the book. 
I say all that to say it's really cool or, or uplifting to know that you have people out there that are fans of what we do, me and David, mm-hmm. and they. This book is for for those fans. I know that there's there's some things happening right now. Of course, you, you already know, you know the, the the big news with Captain America and stuff like that. Oh and, yeah, <laughs> you know, Hail Hydra. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know the, the whole Hail Hydra, and and you know just to see what people are doing. They made it so personal. Mm-hmm. It's like now you, you went you went to this other place that's like really. Why would you go? I mean, what is it? This is a fictional character. Yeah, I understand the symbolism behind Captain America or any characters. I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent right no, now. No, it's but fine. I, you know, I think this is just something that to, to, I think is something to be said about how people react to something that doesn't necessarily. It's not going to. I, trust me, I, I understand movies, music. They can put you in a certain place, mm-hmm. good or bad, and and we, as a as a, a society, that's what that's what pop culture is all about. Yeah, you know, it it invokes this type of emotion, this connection. The, there's a the the personalization you know, of of the media yeah, that we consume. Yeah, yeah, it becomes it becomes this personalization, like you said that. You know, it it, it 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 we have a responsibility as creators too to to to, to acknowledge that and know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, fans have to take responsibility as well. You know, no, it's definitely. Like just, you know, just because you you know you have an opinion doesn't necessarily mean it has to be. So irate and irrational. <laughs> yeah, know? it's it's an interesting yeah. thing. Just with, uh, I mean, because what you have here is is the this the the proliferation of the internet giving like everyone a voice, which is awesome in some ways. Um, and, and then you also have the uh, rise of geek culture, which is now mainstream. So it's it's not a, a sub genre or a subculture of anything, right. and. In, in some ways, it's a really great and positive thing because, you know, we're getting all of these, like, properties that we never got before, like, being put on television and movies and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, but then the dark side is the, the other stuff where everyone seems to think that because something's not going their way, that that's suddenly, that's, that's people attacking them personally for what they love or, you know, a, a, a certain... Uh, twist in a story um, and the whole thing with like with Cap because as much as I love the movies I'm not a uh, Marvel isn't always my uh, my uh, what is it of the big two I'm usually much more of a DC person okay um, but uh, so when I read the the Cap issue or you know read the synopsis and everything I was like okay I don't have a dog in this fight so <laughs> This is, doesn't affect me. I see where it affects. It can affect some people, but at the oh, yeah. but at yeah. the same time, it is the first issue of what will most likely be an ongoing series. Right, right. 
And the last, like, because is that like that's like the last page of that that issue, I think, right? Right. So yeah, it's like there's <laughs> there's so many more issues to tell this story. It, it, absolutely, and he, okay, they there there are very smart, intelligent, thoughtful people involved with this stuff. There mm-hmm. is no way that on God's green earth they did not count the cost on this. Oh, of course. This is not this is not something that they went, oh, we didn't realize people absolutely, they knew people were going to be, be this way. They, mm-hmm. they knew it was going to be some book burning you know, protest. <laughs> you know? Or maybe not that. But they, they yeah. definitely knew people were going to react um, pretty um, unfavorably. Something that I was listening to an interview with Nick, um, I'm sorry, uh, Nick Spencer, writer for um, Captain America. Um, Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer, yeah. yes. And um, he said something that was very, very profound. He said, you know, going back to what you mentioned about movies and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC even to some degree, just cinematic universe, uh, the cinematics in, in general. Mm-hmm. That is what our society, um, that's how they know these characters now, yeah. for the most part. You know, of course, we, like you were saying, you know, we have geek culture is the mainstream now, but comic books is still kind of the bottom of the barrel, if you if you will. Yeah. No matter how big Cap Avengers um, movies are, all the money, it it doesn't necessarily equate to the book market. Mm-hmm. It doesn't trickle down, yeah. It doesn't trickle down the way that, you, oh my gosh, these movies are here. There should be tens of thousands more people reading comics, not necessarily. Y'all should but be just they, rolling in money right now, right? Right, you know, this is not the, the image era, you know, back you know in, in the early 90s where, you know, cats are selling 500 you know, K and they're thinking that's a low number. You know, mm-hmm. this is just, it's just not what it is anymore. And Nick said something that was uh, really uh, great. He said, you know, we've got to, why can't we have, make the same amount of noise and and bring the same amount of attention to the comic uh, genre? And, you know, I'm sorry, give me one second here. I got Uh kids in the hall. I love that show. Not the variety show, but my actual, I got my own show, Kids in the Hall. You have real kids in the hall? Oh, my God. (laughs) But, uh, you know, he was saying that we we have to really tap into that same, um, the excitement that brings about um, discussion on, like, you hear people, you have tons and tons of, social media, you know, debating over, you know, Cap versus Iron Man. Which team are you on? Yeah. I mean, it's like you got social media is surrounding that part of the uh, the genre. Mm-hmm. But um, it doesn't necessarily equate to that in the comics. And this whole, his, his notion was to bring that same type of discussion and attention to the comics. Mm-hmm. And I think he, in one 
think about it. Everybody. I mean, this was talked about just as much as, in fact, I would debate even more than the actual Captain America movie in terms of the attention that it's gotten. Mm-hmm. It's on equal ground right at this point, which is no, yeah. just one issue. You know, so. Well, and I think especially with characters like Captain America and, and Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, I mean, characters who have been around for as long as they have been. I mean, you figure Cap's been around 75 years at this point. Um, yeah. right. So it's, it's, it's interesting how, because all of these characters have evolved in, in their own ways and they reflect whatever uh, the, the culture is at the time, especially when they get revamped or rebooted and in DC's case, rebirthed over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say this really quick. I mean, and I know you're a DC person. Oh, I, I'm a DC person, but it doesn't mean I don't. Like, I, I, I keep yeah. in touch with as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just and think about just even what was done even in that, the timing of that. Mm-hmm. You're talking about, in my in my opinion, with DC, the most uh, important moment in, I would say, in a decade for, for the company. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is Flashpoint type you know, changing of the of the direction of the, the company. Fifty two was what it was, but it, yeah. this right here, in my opinion, I think is really setting the standard to where it should be. Mm. Um, and even with that, the the cap news kind of overshadowed what they were doing. It came out the same day, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I'm not saying that they didn't get a lot of eyeballs and attention to what they're, what they're doing but just you know you, you didn't hear about rebirth on cnn no <laughs> on msnbc or fox even you know it's like you mm-hmm. know it's just it's, it's incredible just uh the timing of that and just what what it did for um for i mean again i think nick achieved and Marvel achieved what they, exactly what they wanted. You know, it was passionate. Mm-hmm. You know, fan fans and, and speculators even getting involved with this thing. And now, you know, I, you will see. I mean, as yeah, we, you know, we'll see. You know, if issue two, I, I would imagine issue two would sell just as much as issue one, which is what you know. I don't know if you know the inside baseball of you know comic sales and stuff like that, but issue twos. Or always like half of what issue one is. Yeah, I figure because with issue one, it's like, oh, it's the start of a new thing, so everyone's always curious. And then, yeah, issue two is usually the kind of like, oh, okay, well now we'll see who the real you know people yeah, who want to stick around. You no, know, we've been fortunate. We're still in the top. Uh, I think we're in the top. Issue two is in the top twenty-five. I think. Oh, nice. Sales, uh, which which is not bad considering. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the month before we were in the top 10 so um, you know it, it, that, and that's great but you know it's still you know that's that's a big concern for every you know that's that's one title that's Power Man Iron Fist but mm-hmm. what about you know uh, a book like um, I'm trying to think of um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur uh, you know, which is an awesome book love you know, it I yes. love that that's one of those you know it's, it's, it's not the 
average run-of-the-mill Marvel comic. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what's great about what Marvel is doing and bringing in these stories that have different voices. Um, and I think that's what readers really want to want at times. I mean, yeah, we like our core characters, but then there's you can get those smaller books like uh, you know Moon Girl and, and Devil Dinosaur, which is just so out there to begin with. You're just like, there's this little kid, and she's on top of a dinosaur, and she's got superpowers, and oh my god, I love everything about this. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it is screaming a, a Disney movie. Oh my I totally god. see it. I totally see it. The guys that created, uh, from the guys that created, uh, I don't know, uh, something like uh, Despicable Me. Oh, right, and, yeah. You know, it's like, the, the, I, just, I see it. You know, Pixar, of course, uh, mm-hmm. which is, they're not the same company but yeah why not Pixar it's a no brainer it's like pick it, it up different. Jesus come on <laughs> yeah I mean it, just, <laughs> it writes itself <laughs> yeah, it writes itself it writes itself I mean I have no, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see that and you know again these different voices are are, are really encouraging um, over at Marvel right now mm-hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll see where DC goes here um, you know yeah, I, re- I read the rebirth stuff. It's like, yes. I think I think this is the general uh, DC fan at this point. It's like, eh, yeah, well. Uh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, I, I read it, and in, in some ways, I don't really like you were saying earlier. I don't have a dog in the fight there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I am you know on the sidelines. Um, so you know, I'm, I'm very. I hope it does well. I think. It, it does both companies good when both are doing well. So oh, of course, um, yeah. You, know. you want the you want the market to thrive so that it brings it, it gives the opportunity for more voices to kind of come into the fray. It's like you want the that kind of diversity because there's I mean everyone's got a story they can tell and it you, you kind of want to read all of those stories because like if, if I had the money I would buy all the books like right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other animal there in terms of the the cost of a uh, of, of comic uh, these days. It's 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 very unnerving, I guess. This mm-hmm. thinking about what four ninety. Well, I think that Rebirth was five ninety nine or something. Like uh, that. I, oddly enough, Rebirth was two ninety nine. They were okay. Yeah. I saw something that said five ninety nine. I could be mistaken. I, I don't know if it was. Just my dyslexia click kicking in or what? The general <laughs> assumption that it would just be that much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that could be it too. Yeah, I think the as far as the newer books that are going to be putting out, because I know Scott Snyder has um, the All Star Batman he's doing, which is right. going to be like four ninety nine. So, but that's a limited series. Um, uh, Okay. Yeah, but I, they're they're trying to keep that whole two ninety nine thing, but then they have some books that are going to be published bi monthly, so it's like, well, really, you're still paying about the same, right? But whatever. Right. Yeah, it's, it's all the, you know, again, it's that it's that trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, you know, it's like you know we're we're gonna hold these books at two ninety nine, but we're gonna put out you know. 80 titles and, <laughs> and, and mixed in there are going to be 499 books and you know and they're going to have the big crossover so essentially mm-hmm. you're going to pay more 
anyway. So it's kind of like you're thinking you're, you're getting a deal. And I mean, and that's, that's business in, in, in general. That's commerce. One on one, really, you know. Well, I, I, I didn't do very well in econ, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, in this line, in, 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 in the freelance world, you definitely need to, to know, have some sense of uh, business, good good business anyway. So well, um, it's not a bad business. Yeah. There. Well, while while we're talking freelance, then I'm uh, so I was perusing your Deviant Art page, um, which always sounds weird to me when I say that because it's almost like <laughs> going through someone's like stuff at home. Yeah, it's yeah, but uh, you might do a little better to to try the Instagram stuff because mm. uh, Deviant. Well, Deviant is is not is recent; it's just not current. So ah. that's the biggest thing. Well, while I was going through, because I saw your um, uh, your Bleach Seven. Uh, oh wow! Work. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's not current. It's just uh, or recent. It's just uh, what did I say? I don't know what I said. It's just not. They're not up to date at all. Yeah. Well, the I bring it up because it it just it it got me with all of the uh, the samurais and the anime and everything, which is I. I enjoy that kind of stuff um and kind of goes back to your your work on power man and iron fist because what i especially enjoy about your art is how um how fluid it is you know yeah uh, i like art where i mean and not that most artists can't do this but when you can kind of see motion like it's hard to do that with static images. So when someone can accomplish that, like even the the opening panel with uh, with Danny, uh, kind of he's practicing his moves and everything. But, but you can kind of see that. Like it, it's almost like he's right in the middle of it. So the 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 lines kind of wave a little bit. You know. So it's it's mostly just a roundabout way of me saying your art is really awesome. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you very much. I, I like, again, I I've. Over the years, it's, it's been interesting. Um, there, there have been uh, moments where I've questioned whether that approach, that artistic approach, is really beneficial in the major um, with the major publishers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just couldn't get a lot of opportunities five years ago, six years ago with the major publishers, unless it was a quote-unquote cartoony um, title. Mm-hmm. Um, like and, the, and you didn't adhere to like the, what what they call like the house style or something house like style, that? style, yeah. you know, and I, I tried going that route um, before. It's interesting, you said the whole uh, fluid motion and that's exactly what I felt when I was doing these images, they felt static felt, you know, just rigid and, you know, just uh, lifeless. Mm-hmm. And there's something to, I guess I can kind of say this um, in terms of the reason why a lot of my work is like that is because of the influences of anime, um, urban culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I love music uh, and, and, and um dance and uh, graffiti, uh, you know, all these things have life and, and, and motion and, and those things influence my work. Mm-hmm. Um, 
are like that, that are doing well, uh, whether it be comics or manga or animation, you see things out there and you're like, wait, this stuff does exist. Mm -hmm. Why can't I do this with this company? It's out there. People love this stuff. Why can't this work over here? And, you know, uh, I guess the short answer is they just didn't get it. Yeah. You know, at the time. Um, when manga really started blowing up and they started seeing the this, this sale numbers, which is the thing that they do understand is numbers. Definitely. Like, wow, we need more manga-esque, you know, art. And mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate <laughs> the whole thing of, well, you draw manga. No, I don't draw manga. No, I, I, I'm influenced. I like it. But I, I'm not an anime. I don't do I don't do the big eyes and the, the <laughs> hair. I don't do that stuff. I, you know, I did it for some of those fan uh, pieces that you're looking at, but that's not what that's not me at my purest uh, mm. form. And yeah, again, it's just one of those things that uh, they saw the numbers, and that's when the door started to slowly open. But it was opening in the in the totally misunderstood direction mm-hmm. like we want you to draw a manga draw, draw the manga style no this is not my that's just what i do it's not manga mm-hmm. it's not you know so it became cartoony then it became uh well yeah cartoony and and there, there's a whole influx of us that are kind of in that in that realm in that genre of uh, of style of um and, and now cartoony used to be derogatory almost it was, it was derogatory it was yeah. like what you, gotta, you know your style is cartoony meaning it's not good or acceptable or yeah it's it's not considered like high art yeah high art or anything like that you know it's good enough to draw the kid the kid books or whatever but not a mainstream title not the Avengers not the X-Men or whatever mm-hmm. um and uh you know like I said there was there's a bunch of us that are in um in that school, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting because we we all got that that same um, critique on our work before we discovered this little tool known as a brush, <laughs> and we started to you know do the whole package. We started to draw and ink ourselves. Um, I credit a lot of people like um, and kind of. You know, predecessors like uh, Paul Pope. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, he was kind of the first that I saw that was doing the style of brush illustration. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing the whole package. You know, most comics, if if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the whole comic, um, the process of uh, you know, the the anatomy of comic book making yeah have different departments or different disciplines one guy's a penciler another person the inker that inks their pencils Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth so you got these these teams of people working on one project and now here comes this guy who's doing all of that he's inking and he's penciling and inking and and to some degree coloring Mm -hmm. and honestly it's going back to what uh, back to the era of the cartoonist uh, era back in the 30s and in the 40s yeah. strip artists uh, the Milton Kniffs 
um, and, and Alex Raymond and, and guys like that that were, you know, the all-in-one, and they would do these strips, and they would be, they're like superstars back then, and um, I think a lot of these artists, they started to pick up on this, this thing of, you know, no one can get our lines and our energy mm-hmm. like we can. Yeah. It's like, I can hand this thing off to an anchor, and he's probably a great anchor, but he's going by what he knows. Mm-hmm. He, doesn't, he doesn't necessarily, he can't necessarily go by the language that I know. My language is a little messy, it's a little quick, it's a little jagged, like, not jagged, it's a little um, uh, incomplete. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times where I want to draw a line, but I'll, I'll stop. I won't finish that line. That line stops somewhere, and then I start it again. Instead of a complete solid line, it's broken up. Mm-hmm. And the anchor will interpret that line as a complete solid line. And I'm like, no, no, it's it's broken. Didn't you see the line? It <laughs> stopped there, and then it goes, and it starts again here, you know? So yeah. that that's, that's one of the things that... Um, I think a lot of us that are inking our own work now—that's that's the biggest thing that tra- that got us to transition into doing our own work. I'm sorry, I, I know I went on this whole project. No, I think it's, it's important to kind of let people know mm-hmm. why the book looks the way that it looks, or any of this art that you see out there. I mean, there's guys out there that do their own inking: Scotty Young, mm-hmm. Sean Murphy. Uh, I can go on and on. I mean, I think now it's almost, um, I would say it's 60, 40 in terms of guys who work on, on do all their work, ink, uh, hustle and ink their own work mm-hmm. versus those that are doing the, the, um, traditional way. I, I wouldn't call it traditional, but the, the older method of, mm-hmm. um, And it's like it's like you said. It, oh, can you hear myself? Uh, it's it's very much a, a a control thing as well. I mean, it's it's not just that you you know your your own lines and everything, but it's also like you can make those choices without having to to defer to someone else. You know, you can just go right in there and be like, "I know me. I know how this works." So and. And all those artists that you mentioned with uh, Sean Murphy and, um, uh, oh. <laughs> that other guy, that other guy. And that other guy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, they're, they're uh, that's so, how did I forget? <laughs> I'm getting old. What the hell? <laughs> you, you, you and, and me both. You're not, you're not uh, old, so. <laughs> it's like, I'm only 32. That shouldn't be happening now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're definitely. <laughs> but uh but but like you said like you, uh and and your art is distinctive and and I and for those very same reasons because you have control over your work I mean um do you do your own coloring or do you defer to a colorist uh in terms um, of the books well uh, Lee Lowridge is coloring the book and he's mm. doing a, a fantastic job he, he's we we had to really um work on our language um again when you're I think that was the thing that I really, once I understood that I needed to do my own inks and, and, and what have you, mm-hmm. I started to color as well. 
packages or uh, things of that nature. And um, and I and I, I got a great response from those images mm-hmm. um, when I did covers and things of that nature. So when we did the book, this is this is honestly the first time where I'm actually doing a run this significant. I mean, I've done like right before this, I did uh, a four part deal um, with um, Secret Wars Mm -hmm. and uh, with the Runaways. It was a a remake, um, kind of a uh, Elseworld version of Secret of, I'm sorry, of of, uh, Runaways. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that was kind of the beginning of me starting to, I, I was trying to see if I could really just let um, let go of one of the the processes because I really was so attached to doing it all, mm-hmm. um, and, and this was the first time I really felt like my work is exactly what I want it to be. Um, which is the best way to go if you want your work to look like how you want it to look, then you gotta you know bear down and do it all. Yeah, um, and um, you know. It was it was a it was a good experience, but I still felt like there were things that I wanted to see that weren't necessarily coming completely together. And it wasn't really anyone's fault or anything like that. It's just the process. And I I realized that, you know, I can't I can't let let the process take over or I can't let the process you know stifle my creativity if that mm-hmm. makes sense like I needed to to make sure that you know what I understand this process here but at the end of the day my name is attached to uh, attached to this work and it will be shown for what it is and it will be out there forever mm-hmm. you know um, and I, I, I am a, a firm believer and I completely understand that every book, every piece of art that's ever been created has a backstory. Yes. You know, and, um, you know, I just don't, I don't want my backstory to necessarily be, oh, I wish I'd done more with that. Or, man, mm-hmm. I wish I had more time. Or, I, oh, I wish... I had I was able to do you know it's one thing if I got other things happening while I'm doing my work but if I have at least the the part where I control majority of what I do then that's one part I can walk away from feeling satisfied I can feel complete yeah it might have been a crazy deadline <laughs> and I got sick kids and you know whatever I got uh other appointments or whatever life stuff um stuff that i may not be able to be able to control Mm -hmm. but if i can at least say but you know in all of that this i'm looking at this man actually this came out okay during that challenging time yeah um and um i think most artists that's what they want they every artist artist wants to be able to put that piece of work out there and walk away from it feeling satisfied. Yeah, you you want to uh, you want to have pride in your work. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's a, a no-brainer in that sense. But, um, but you know, going back to the, the colorist thing, yeah, that, and, and so I, I, I work with Lee um, a good bit on trying to get uh, what I would feel great about mm-hmm. for, for what I do um, in my work. Um, and he's been great at um, adhering to that. You know, uh, sometimes we have to go back and forth over, you know, what type of language that we want to present here mm-hmm. in this panel, what have you. And um, but he's been great about, uh, you know, just follow, follow following, you know, in, 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 in my language. And he looks at pieces that I've done on my own and he's like, OK, let me see if I can get close to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, so good. I mean, you know, I told him, you know, he's got some, he got mentioned for some award or something recently. Oh, nice! <laughs> I, I said, okay, man. I told you if you just, you know, hey, just just, just do what I say, man. You're right. you know, well, said, but you know, I, I, I said, you know, that, that's that. This comes from you know his willingness to to to. He really appreciates and considers my um, what I like mm-hmm. um, in my work. So he doesn't just try to push it out for the sake of just getting it done. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll check with me on every page. Which well, is the, great. Yeah. The, the collaboration between uh, you know you and David and Lee is remarkable because. Uh, the the thing with Luke and Danny is that a lot of people it's it's all it always goes back to the fearless defenders and the heroes for hire and everything because that's where you know Power Man and Iron Fist really you know became those character you know became kind of solidified um, in everyone's mind. So what I do enjoy uh, immensely about the book is how how well you guys have been have managed to make everything feel like this. Um, Kind of like this '70s homage in a way, right? There, I mean, with with David's writing, your art, and then Lee's colors. There, I don't know. It's, it's sometimes it's like the use of yellow. I don't. It's it, it'll. Right. It feels like a very. It's a very nostalgic color because the two of them both have it in their costumes, uh, for the most part. At least when you know uh, Luke is actually wearing a costume, which he doesn't <laughs> do all that often anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, but. Yeah, just when I was reading those those first four issues, just being like, it feels like this could be, you know, the beginning of like a movie, like a buddy cop movie kind of thing. Um, so I appreciate that. I like I like kind of callbacks without it being completely reliant on nostalgia because you can do homage and not completely be like, oh, well, we're just gonna revamp this whole story and right, and do right. that. Um, and I, I do believe, uh, I think I told you this at Emerald City, but I might not have, but your art very much reminds me of uh, Jamie Hewlett. That's that's awesome that, that um, I've been, someone's mentioned that uh, about uh, my work before, which I think uh, that's a huge compliment. I think he's no, it's great, yeah. a, a trendsetter in, in what he does, and he's influenced a generation of artists, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So I, I really do appreciate that. And it's funny, I hadn't looked at any of his work. I mean, I, I admire his work, but my influences are the people that I look at, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back to the old strip artist, 
you know, I mentioned somewhere earlier that um, mm-hmm. Alex Raymond and Milton Kniff and uh, this guy, Jim Holdaway, who did this strip called Modesty Blaze. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you would dig it. Um, it. It came out in the, I think, the 60s or 70s or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was a TV show. It's pretty much, it's pretty much female James Bond is what it is. The name <laughs> it, sounds familiar. I mean, I actually have heard the name. the name like modesty how could she not be british <laughs> oh yeah no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. but uh you know guys like that I, I i tend to fall back on a lot um i love looking at uh, comic guys uh like uh michael golden like uh, i love his noun stuff mm-hmm. um you know he's a huge influence on me in terms of uh what he accomplished uh in that era mm-hmm. so <clears throat> And I think it's interesting that, you know, for you not having really, like, looked at at much of Jamie Hewlett's stuff for, I mean, I don't know what it is, because he has a very, like, uh, musical influence as well, especially with, like, Tank Girl, and then you have the Gorillas and everything, two properties that are kind of, there is, like, this, like, punk influence to Tank Girl, and then with Gorillas, obviously, with hip-hop. It's it's interesting how that can happen, where your art has, uh, has you know, the tendency to kind of, like, move towards where he is, but, you know, your influences are, are much different. I think that's fascinating, actually. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. You know, you know, but it's kind of like that. <clears throat> you mentioned about, um, you know, the music influences and stuff like that, because I think even with that, too, it's like a lot of artists, we, we may not necessarily have the direct link to who we reference mm-hmm. but it's kind of in the same school yeah. so it, it just plays off of one another so you start to see a little bit of you know uh, name the artist in, in you know because mm-hmm. it's it's just called it's kind of that nice melting pot stew if you will of mm-hmm. just uh, listen to music when you draw like uh do you could you name your your musical influences at all you know it's, it's interesting <clears throat> the majority of the time mm-hmm. i'm listening to talk radio really so, yeah, so, <laughs> at least recently um i listen to a lot of npr mm-hmm. um i listen to uh let's see on npr I, i'm a huge fan of the, the takeaway i don't know if you ever heard that, that, that yeah sure. Um, that guy is pretty he's pretty entertaining when he 
starts to dig into politics. I mean, this whole, you know, because everything's so polarizing right now, you just can't take your eyes off of this train wreck. True. <laughs> so, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's scary, as scary as it is. And I think that's why I listen, because I mm-hmm. want to... I want to know as much as I can possibly know so that if Armageddon is upon us, at least I, I got myself well equipped for, you know, the zombie apocalypse or whatever that's going to come after this presidential uh, race, you know, so. I mean, as long as you're prepared, I guess. As long as you're pre- if you're prepared, you, can, you can't go wrong. You, you'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'll have my bunker or whatever, you know, well before most people do because I'm <laughs> informed. But, you know, that I listen to a lot of that. But I do listen to music. It's weird. I have, like, a schedule. Mm-hmm. Like certain nights that I listen to certain things. Just because that's just how, you know, that's a, a creative quirk. And if, I, if those things aren't on, it's almost like that, I forget what day it is. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not listening to <laughs> this show or this podcast today. Mm-hmm. What day is it? You know, it's like on Tuesdays, I listen to a certain podcast Monday through Friday, I listen to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, now, going back to all of that, I do listen to a lot of music, though. I mean, my music time, though, is mostly later at night, roughly around this time, around 10, 11 o'clock, going into the night, I'll, uh, I'll throw on some uh, some sounds. Uh, definitely, definitely a lot of uh, hip-hop, old-school stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I love... I love classical music, you know, I, I listen to that a lot, um, and that's mostly in the daytime, because mm-hmm. my mind, I don't like to get too riled up in the daytime, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> eat to, you know, the kids are out of the house, and I need to, I'm awake, and I'm good, so I can listen to classical and, and um, talk radio at night is when, you know, I gotta kick in some public enemy or something. You gotta keep your brain going, and be yeah, a little yeah. bit more active. <laughs> Either that, or I'll pop in a, a movie or something and have it in the background or whatever. Do you do you see those uh, like whatever you have on during the day? Do you kind of see that you know while you're drawing what you're drawing a little bit, or is it just sometimes? Sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know. Again, you know, I'm not going to necessarily put you know Bernie Sanders in my drawings, well, okay. <laughs> you know, or, or or definitely won't put Trump in there. Unless, unless you know, there's a very good moment that I can throw that in there. You know, which you know, you never know. I think, especially with uh, what we're doing right now uh, with Power Man Iron Fist coming up, I think I could put Trump in there. Well, at least with the, especially with the Marvel universe, they tend to uh, utilize you know uh, current politics anyway. With the oh yeah, oh yeah, they're very. I mean, ever since back the in the in the um, the early. Uh, 50s, I think 60s, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they were always in tune with, uh, you know, the, I guess, the, the, the zeitgeist of the time, so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you my favorite panel in, in the Power Man Iron Fist uh, book? Uh, which issue? Uh, oh, I think it <laughs> is, one or two. I think it's issue three? Okay. Um, it's when they're visiting Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's it's basically when uh, when Wang is uh, pouring the tea, and it's it's mostly just the way Luke is sitting because yes. just yeah. like those legs together, kind of oh, like yeah. sitting up straight. <laughs> he's very he's very he's trying to be modest, and you know, just I like I like those little extra uh, uh, 
I think David, we were, we had an interview the other night. We mm-hmm. were talking about this, and he 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 brought it to to the interviewer's attention about you know about the way that I do certain things and the things that I again this is that subconscious thing. It's mm-hmm. like you know when I'm drawing you know a, a character like Luke, I am definitely thinking of things that totally sell the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the way he's sitting in that chair, I wanted to sell that moment of just, he's, he's trying to be modest. He's trying to, you know, he's trying, but it's like uncomfortable and <laughs> he overdoes it. You mm-hmm. know, and that, what better way than to have him sitting in that position? It just looks kind of like, dude, you're not comfortable with the way you're sitting. You're not. It, it, it's, it's so very, uh, awkward. It's very awkward. It's awkward, and it's it's. I think it's just also the idea because Luke is such a, a large person. Like he's such right. a a exactly. tall, big man. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that whole thing of he's holding the tea in his hands. You know, he's, he's almost dainty. You can totally see him like like that with his daughter. Oh know, my god. Him and Danielle just sitting there with a tea party, and him trying to like sit on one of those little chairs nearby. Yeah. With his little pinky up or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's like, and, that, and that's that's uh, that's those moments again. That it just kind of sells in a narrative behind that. It's like you don't even necessarily need words to just totally get the point mm-hmm. that, that we're trying to make there. So it uh, it definitely um, is one of those things where uh, it's one of those things that I enjoy the most in in the books. Uh, you know, of course, the big action uh, sequences with uh, those little moments like that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> little, um, well, I think those, that's when like little, those little personality traits can kind of come exactly. out. I mean, well, in, in a big fight, it's, it's just, it's much more of the, you know, like, okay, they gotta be like punching a thing and the monster and blah, blah, blah. Right. But right. when you have that kind of the quiet moments are when you get to actually do some character building. You know, and it's funny, uh, as you said, I got more reaction from women about those moments like that mm-hmm. you know and, and that's the kind of thing that I think really makes Power Man and Iron Fist it's a dude it's a bromance mm-hmm. you know but <laughs> we still are trying to play on the things that appeal to women mm-hmm. you know women love to see these guys you know sensitive side <laughs> 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 I mean, and the thing is that, you know, Luke and Danny have such a long history as well. So, you know, you have a lot to play with, definitely. Um, and then, of course, you have Jessica in there. And who knows what's going to happen with Danielle as she gets older. Because, like, when you have... Just, just you wait. Oh, man. It's like when you have parents like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. I mean, I can't imagine it's all yeah. well-adjusted, but... Yeah, yeah it's definitely... Uh... No, it's it, it's great. Like, and and I don't know if this was uh, true or not, but the was it Senor Mexico? Like, was oh yeah, he <laughs> was that Luis Guzman that you were channeling there? It it, it might be. <laughs> Perhaps we, we don't we you know we don't want to speculate too much. No, of course. But, you know, 
I just like Senor Magico. It's funny because when David told me about uh, this this uh, this guy who's going to be totally like you know low budget, not not strange, I went, oh my goodness, <laughs> do I really want? And I had so much fun drawing that dude. It was like, and plus, he, David is really great at pinning actors to every character. I mean, mm-hmm. You're going to see more of this as we move forward. Mm-hmm. But he just pulls character. I mean, and these are character actors. These aren't like the superstar guys, but these are guys that you've seen on a thousand shows or whatever. Yeah. And um, and I, I have so much fun with that because the minute he, he shows me that stuff, then, the, you know, my brain is on full throttle at that point. <laughs> oh, man, I totally see this now. I can go here and I can go there and I can you know, do this. So, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're having a lot of fun with uh, playing on that aspect as well. Is there um, a, a, a character you can tease is coming up that you were excited to draw? Like, it, they could be a low-level Marvel person or a high-level hero? Because I loved uh, Jessica Drew and uh, and Gwen showing oh, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, okay, I got one for you. This okay. is a, you know, it's a big, big one in, in the sense of, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. We're going to be drawing Luke and Danny. Mm-hmm together mm-hmm. and then we're going to separate Luke and Danny oh <laughs> <laughs> well played sir well played we're going to separate them we're going to put them over one in here and one over there you know we're going to see what happens I'm going to go through a divorce oh I can't take that <laughs> well not necessarily a divorce they won't they, they won't be going through a divorce per se well I don't know maybe <laughs> eh, I don't know well, you know, when you've got two guys who've known each other as long as they have, and they have kind of like a, a weird, like, um, you know, it's the bromance, but it's also like, this is my work husband kind of thing. <laughs> so. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's just like, you know, if they, if they could, you know, uh, what's the uh, show, The Bosom Buddies, or, or mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like that, that, that odd couple, you know, where it's just, I love you. I hate you. Yep. <laughs> I love you. Uh, you know, it's just back and forth. So there's just uh, a lot of, it's very, um, the polarization of their relationship is definitely, you know, and that's kind of like, you can kind of see that anyway. Oh, um, yeah. Just based on their personalities, that, that is, they're going to be <laughs> that a lot. So. I, I do enjoy the way David writes with, with Danny, where he's just like, Jessica doesn't like me because you don't tell her that I said hi. <laughs> And so we're at about an hour. Um, uh, I wanted to ask you this before we went, because uh, you have a lot of more concept art in, in your repertoire of, uh, of uh, pieces that you've put out. Um, what Do you have, like, a dream job that you've been looking for? I mean, other than uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, uh, do you have uh, characters or, like, a, a creator-owned something that you've been really itching to do? Um, I, I do have that. I think... Um... It would be an injustice 
for creators not to have their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because I've seen the somewhat um, unpleasant side of this industry mm-hmm. where you know creators are kind of left you know they're in their senior years and they are still you know in artist alleys um, charging for sketches trying to knock out you know as many sketches in a weekend as possible for income mm-hmm. and you know I think that that's okay if you're if that's just something you you're okay with and you find you enjoy it okay that's that's well and good but I think for the most part I'm willing to bet that most artists would rather not do that especially yeah. in senior you know I, I don't want to be 60 and I'm in artist alley yeah. trying to you know get someone to give me a commission mm-hmm. you know it's just kind of like I don't know how much of a a pleasant place that would be at that age, you know. Um, Neil Adams seems to be doing pretty good with it. Well, you know, and it's funny, but Neil Adams is doing it the way that he he's he understands the he understands his brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say he's an artist alley. You know, he's, True. he's got, a, he's got a, a whole, dis, you know, display, you know. Yeah, at Emerald City, he had almost like a whole section. Right, you know, so that that's a different thing. That, if anything, I would, if I'm 60 plus, I want to do that. If I'm doing something, it's going to be that. Okay. Or something in that realm, mm-hmm. per se. I mean, maybe not as much as that. But he understands his brand, and I think it's just something to be said about when you as a creator, don't, you know, formulate these, these these original ideas and put them out there because, I mean, you're talking about not only your legacy, but just even, you know, your personal legacy. When you're talking about your, your legacy abroad in terms of your, your family. And, <clears throat> I mean, this industry does not give us uh, a pension plan. We don't <laughs> yeah, no, the I think that's the one thing that a lot of people who are not as familiar with the industry kind of make these assumptions like, oh, if I get into comics and I'll just be rolling in money. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, and even even with that, when it was like that, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys are in our alley now, still trying to get, you know, it's like because they they missed something mm-hmm. when they did that. Uh, most of them. Now, there's some that are doing just fine. They, they got their, their, their um, they hit their, their peak or whatever with whatever they did with image or what have you and they went on and they multiplied that but for the most part many artists that were around at that time making a lot of money they don't have anything to show for it now and it's, it's very disheartening mm-hmm. um, but um, I say all that to say we need creator own stuff um, I am definitely working on I got three ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that's actually out, kind of, sort of. Uh, I did this um, one shot. Well, it premiered in Dark Horse Presents. It's called Rotten Apple. It was a four-part story that got collected into a, a one shot. And I'm working on the uh, another one shot. Hopefully that can be done 
before the year is out. That's, mm-hmm. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the story's done, the, 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 the layouts and everything is done, I just have to finish it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and then I have this other project called 1000 that um, I've had this idea since I was, oh man, it's probably going, going on 20 years. Oh, now. wow. Uh, maybe a little longer. Um, pretty much a if Final Fantasy meets um, the X Men. Ooh! So it's it's, it's like it's magic like, words. Do it now. <laughs> do it now. But uh, I was working on uh, I worked on a Kickstarter for it. We were going to do this animated short. Mm-hmm. Um, long story. Um, actually, I can even kind of diverge uh, here a little bit here and um, talk about uh, the other aspect of what I do professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you were saying something about concept work. I do a lot of concept work for animation and toys, games, that, that type of thing, mm-hmm. because I understand the market of the comic industry. And there's peaks and valleys, like I said earlier. And I'm like, okay, I don't want, I don't want to get caught in the valley. Ever. Mm-hmm. So I always have this, this reserve uh, of, of work here, or potential work in other um, media. Um, and I do a lot of concept stuff. Um, and um, through that, I started to develop my ideas when I was doing a lot of concept work. And then... What happened was uh, a lot of people got interested in the concept work that I was doing uh, for my creator own work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to uh, put together um, some ideas and I started thinking about how to market my ideas. And I could do a comic and, you know, what have you, but how can I really stand out? Because anyone can do the comic side of it. Yeah. So I got pretty ambitious, and I said, you know what, I'll do an animated short, <laughs> a 15-minute uh, deal, which is, in animation, 15 minutes is not a short. It, yeah. it is a short, <laughs> but in terms of the amount of work and the type of detail that I had in mind, we're talking about for 15 minutes to get uh, to, to do that. It, it was a six-figure deal oh, you know, wow. to create that. So, yeah, animation, 2D animation specifically is not cheap uh, mm-hmm. at all. This is why you see a lot more 3D animation out there. Uh, anyway, so I decided to, 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 to go for this thing, do a Kickstarter, and um, the Kickstarter didn't work. But what happened, well, mainly because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> if I had the graphic novel of this idea or whatever, I think that it would've, we would have made the goal. But honestly, I'm glad we didn't. Because mm-hmm. the the uh, rewards were very unrealistic. You oh know, they, no! <laughs> you know they were like statues, skateboards. I mean, vinyl statues alone. You know, maybe we we can do another podcast on how to market your Kickstarter. You know, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, it's just like man, it was. It easily would have cost about seventy five thousand dollars, somewhere between fifty to seventy five to all of the stuff outside of the animation mm-hmm. you know, <sighs> yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who've done Kickstarters and yeah it seems that the 
one of the big things that they always bring up is the rewards because as much as you want to you know go, uh, incentivize people giving you the money it's like you you can't the 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 one thing that they all learn is like don't overreach on the rewards yeah and you know we were man you're talking about overreach i don't know if it was <laughs> overreach is not the word it was like we straight up just jumped <laughs> walls walls of no we shouldn't be doing this let's do it anyway i mean <laughs> i was offering Kickstarter projects themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> you know? I will come to your house and paint your room. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's like you know, I, I, I was offering uh, my new sketchbook as a reward. I'm like, you got to print that, and you got to produce. You know, it's like anyway. Mm-hmm. So we didn't make the the uh, the, uh, the, the goal. Yeah. But what happened was we got a lot of eyeballs, and we got some huge companies that reached out to us. Um, one specifically because we did animation for this. I, I basically found, speaking of deviant art, deviant art has its use, you mm-hmm. know, its uses. Uh, I found some some freelance illustrators, uh, more so animators, on deviant art. Reached out, reached out to them, and we all just started to collaborate. And uh, they got excited about this idea that I had, this one thousand idea. So we put together this little short, um, well, this quick, you know, 10-second animated um, deal. Mm-hmm. And um, companies thought we were, like, a full-fledged animation studio. Oh, oh wow. And, yeah, yeah. So we basically, from that, got a lot of inquiries to do projects. So we did two projects. Um it was uh, trailers. We did animated trailers to promote these projects. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that we did was for this uh, children's book that I actually illustrated called Army of Frogs. And um, it got a huge recep- uh, reception. It went viral when we posted the, uh, the animated trailer. Mm-hmm. And actually, the animated trailer was featured in some movie theaters. It was the, the, the year that... Um, the final, um, oh gosh, what's the, the trilogy, uh, oh gosh, with Jennifer what? Lawrence. Oh, um, Hunger Games. Hunger Games, thank you. The mm-hmm. final, the final, um, the final, uh, part of that, uh, trilogy, or, yeah, of that trilogy. So, a lot of eyeballs saw it. And, um, shortly after that, we got reached out to by, uh, this company, um, Gearbox video game company. They do this game called Borderlands. Mm-hmm, yeah. So there you go. So once again, the, the the ante just jumped from you know one nice project to one huge awesome opportunity. Of course, so yeah. Basically, uh, we did this animated uh, trailer for the new game called Battleborn. You might have seen Battleborn on the internet or on TV even. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a lot of um, commercials out there. Um, but we did the intro for the video game. Oh, um, cool. For the new game. And um, I say all that to say, with the capital that we got from those projects, we're able to do 1,000 now. So we're going we're gonna to be able to do an animated trailer that's going to promote my graphic novel for that. I, I said a lot there, but... Mm-hmm. 
my 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 biggest the overarching thing is I am desperately trying to form these original ideas in the most creative ways possible, and um, I know for you know I know for certain that those projects, you know, if done the right way, it will be, you know, it will be great. No, and. Just to, just to, I, I had actually seen the Battleborn opening uh, intro like a, a few days ago, like and and I'm, I apologize, I didn't know that was uh, you and, and and your people, but it the, right. that thing is fucking awesome, <laughs> so good. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, wait until you see the one thousand trailer. It's like we're we're we keep upping the ante uh, every time, and and I'm, I'm I'm totally excited. I mean, I've been extremely blessed with talent that and, and these guys are like you know some of them are just fresh out of college uh, animation school uh, some are all honestly all of them easily can be can be at a big studio mm-hmm. but they, they want to do something that is innovative and, and, and fun and you know this <sighs> creative and it, well, and, and it goes back to what we were saying what we were talking about earlier it's distinctive it's uh, it's it's not like your typical like animation style. It's got a, it's got its own character to it, and right. I I think that's again because I have seen people like sharing that video because they're like, oh my god, this is so amazing, and 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 you watch it, you're like, yeah, because it, it doesn't look like anything that we're really like seeing right now, and right. and and that's what gives it first of all that kind of like that distinctiveness, but then you know on top of just all the crazy insanity that's going on it's just it just looks so cool <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you yeah and, and and again we we we're we're just really fortunate you know this is all a part of my my, my master plan <laughs> is to you devious son of a bitch <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so it's that you know i uh i i really just again i believe in Making, putting your best foot forward when you're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way in the world I could pull off this with Marvel or, or DC or whatever in terms of, like, the look and the style. They, have, they got too many hands in, in the pot, and there's too many. And, 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 of course, you know, these projects that we're doing, those those work projects, the Battleborn and the other thing, they're, they're done for companies, but mm-hmm. it it it's different because there's less hands and they're not, those companies are big, but they're not Marvel big, you yeah. know, and, or, or Disney or whatever. So we were able to really put our stamp on it. Now we, we got our narrative, uh, a language, our visual, uh, a visual language out there. So if people want us, they're going to come after us for what we do, you know, for what it is right now. They, it's not going to be this thing that looks stagnant and, and, and Run-of-the-mill. Yeah, it doesn't look typical. It look. I mean, it has its own own character to it. Right. So there you go. I mean, so all that being said, I am working feverishly on uh, several things um, during my 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 downtime, Mm -hmm. as if that's even possible for me to have downtime. But um, you know, I, I got a lot of things that I'm excited about. So. Well, just, you know, look out. Mm-hmm. 
no, I can't. I can't wait to see the next thing that you put out because I'm, I'm like I'm super excited already. <laughs> like, can't wait for One Thousand's uh, trailer to come out. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you this last one. Then. I'll okay. tell you this one. This might, in my opinion, I think it trumps One Thousand. Mm. Um, there's this thing called Bitterroot that me and uh, a writer friend Chuck Brown, who is working, he's writing the Punisher for the. Um, Civil War um, Two Sides oh, okay, yeah, yeah. special mm-hmm. whatever um, so there's this thing called Bitterroot basically this is Harlem Renaissance steampunk ooh <laughs> no I, I did a, I did a whole thing on the Harlem Renaissance back in school so like oh yeah oh yeah Langston Hughes was my jam <laughs> oh it's awesome it's awesome well I, I, I will say this imagine if Harriet Tubman had a lineage that hunt the paranormal. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying things that I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> when does that trailer come out? <laughs> you know, I'll I, I tell you what, I just have, I have a lot of fun. I gotta be careful with this stuff too, though, because mm-hmm. sometimes you can talk about it and you can't, you get so excited in the talking that the doing you kind of miss out on that so I got oh right yeah yeah so you know I'm talking all this stuff here I gotta work on it first dude you, know? you should just get on that right now I don't even know why you're talking to me anymore <laughs> I'll do that then I'll, I'll, off and I'll jump right on it all right <laughs> well yeah, let's go let's I think go. I think Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, I, because I, I think that that's actually a really good note to end on with. Uh, <laughs> there unless, you go. There you go. unless you have more to say about Harlem Renaissance meets, you know, steampunk. <laughs> Underground Railroad has paranormal. That's why it exists. Oh, my God. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Done. Now you got to go work on it. <laughs> But, uh, Sanford, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been awesome and amazing. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what the next thing you put out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, I guess you, you, you'd be like, man, screw that Power Man Iron Fist stuff, man. Get the, get so, yeah, just <laughs> leave it now. I'm sure that whatever. <laughs> yeah, it, trust me. I can leave now, and I think it'll be in good hands. But uh, we'll, we'll be here for a while. Good. Well, they should be in your hands for, for the time being. <laughs> Um, uh, so if people wanted to perhaps get in touch with you or see your work, uh, where can they find you online? Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Sanford Green. Yes, Sanford Green. Excellent. And, uh, so these are the usual deets for, uh, Maniacal Geek, That Girl with the Curls. Uh, you can tweet me at darling underscore Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y, uh, you can go to maniacalgeek.com where you can listen to the podcast as well as read anything that I write hopefully soon. I've kind of been in a slump there, but it's it's going to come back. It's going to bounce back. That's like what? If I jump on my projects, you got to do the same thing. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Make a pact here and now. Uh, things Our I do for pinky, people. Pinky swear. <laughs> pinky swear. Pinky digital. swear is over the internet. Yeah, yeah digital pinky swear here. Oh, that we're gonna make that a thing now. <laughs> I, I, I would imagine there's an app out there for that. Oh my god! And if there isn't, we need to make it. <laughs> well, and, yeah, well, again, this is the house of ideas right here. Right there, you go. We've solved all the problems. <laughs> like, all the problems. 
all of them. <laughs> Every problem. Uh, but uh, once again, thank you, Sanford, for coming on the show. And uh, good night, everybody. My mellow, my man. Feel most chill all nice for Breeze Brothers. Power Man and I am fist. It's feel most chill. What's your style? You can call it the art of fighting without fighting. It's feel most chill all nice for Breeze Brothers. Power Man and I am fist. It's feel most chill all nice. Let's see what you have here. What you have?